0: Hey, hey, welcome to a Friday edition of the We Tackle Life podcast. October the 1st, a new month. Fall is here. We got some great college football to talk about. The winless first season of Urban Meyer at Jacksonville continues. Bengals 3-1. And and the Browns getting ready to take on Rick Spielman's Minnesota Vikings. All of that and more in the spotlight as we get ready to commence on a pre-Rutgers edition of the We Tackle Life podcast. Send me an email, review me on iTunes. The email is wetacklelife at gmail.com. I'm Bruce Hooley, glad to have you along. And the Buckeyes play Rutgers at 3.30 p.m. tomorrow. There are a lot of really good games tomorrow. In fact, there are good games tonight. Good games tonight, including Iowa at Maryland, 8 o'clock. That's a really good game. Maryland plays the Buckeyes next week. Give you a chance to get a little scouting report on the Terps. They're undefeated. Talia Tagovailoa, Tua's brother, is the quarterback at Maryland, completing 75% of his passes. What? Could Maryland take down Iowa and Ohio State, the two teams that right now look like they will be the combatants for the Big Ten East and West? I don't think so, but at least I want to see what Mike Loxley has going on there at Maryland. So we'll get a view of that one tonight. Then on Saturday, we've got a top-ten matchup between Arkansas and Georgia. Michigan is going to Wisconsin. Oregon, maybe one of the two possible games it could lose the rest of the year, and Oregon needs to lose twice, or Ohio State is going to be blocked from getting into the playoff by Oregon. Jeff Hafley has Boston College off to an undefeated start, and they could go in and add to Dabo Sweeney's problems at Clemson. And then, of course, we also have the uh, many, 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 many intriguing storylines between Cincinnati and Notre Dame. That's going to be a really interesting game when Cincinnati and Notre Dame tee it up. Luke Fickle going against his former defensive coordinator, Marcus Freeman. Brian Kelly going against the team he used to coach. None of the guys remember, of course, because it was a dozen years ago. But Brian Kelly has a history with Cincinnati. Luke Fickle's already won a game at Notre Dame back when he was a Buckeye. And he, Matt Finkus, Mike Vrabel, and others terrorized poor Ron Paulus on a Saturday afternoon at South Bend. So a lot going on in college football. But let's start with a shout out to our friends at Willis Spangler Starling, the attorney firm of choice of the We Tackle Life podcast and of Bruce Hooley. Love my friends at Willis Spangler Starling, and they are my friends. Someone who guards your rights and makes sure you don't get taken in contract negotiations and make sure you do not miss important information that you need to know. That's a true friend. That's what you want when you're hiring an attorney. That's what you get when you hire Willis Spangler Starling. They do a phenomenal job, and they are extremely trustworthy and uh, awash in expertise, acumen, and character. So where are they located? Truman Boulevard in Hilliard, just a little bit north of the Mill Run area where Home Depot and Target are located. Willis Spangler Starling. You'll find them online at willisattorneys.com, willisattorneys.com, W-I-L-L-I-S attorneys.com and they do do some cases on contingency and they will offer you a free consultation. Mention the podcast when you get a hold of Willis Spangler Starling. Bengals 24, Jacksonville Jaguars 21, Urban Meyer is 0-4, Joe Burrow is 3-1. I had to think last night as I watched the Bengals come back from a 14-0 to nothing deficit how almost all of Urban Meyer's football life coalesced around him and conspired against him trying to get his first win as an NFL head coach he has Joe Burrow the quarterback he recruited out of the Plains High School in Athens who was going to be the next big thing at Ohio State and Joe Burrow leaves because Urban picks Dwayne Haskins as his quarterback and that was not the wrong choice Joe was coming off an injury what would Joe's Ohio State career have been if Joe had not broken his hand in a preseason practice It's one of those things we'll never know. But Joe leaves OSU, goes to LSU. I applauded him at the time, going into a place where I thought he'd have a hard time winning the job because he's a Yankee. But (laughs) he won the job. He won everything. He won the Heisman Trophy. He was the number one overall pick. He won a national championship. Wouldn't it have been interesting if Ohio State had beaten Clemson in that Fiesta Bowl To have Ryan Day's first season end with a matchup against Joe Burrow in the national title game? Would Clemson have handled OSU like they handled Clemson? And they did handle Clemson. Uh, And by the way, Joe Burrow got another win over Trevor Lawrence last night. The only two times Trevor Lawrence has ever lost a football game in which he led by 10 or more points, Joe Burrow's been the quarterback on the other side. Clemson was up on LSU by 10. (laughs) Didn't stay that way. And the Jags were up on the Bengals by 14 at halftime, and it didn't stay that way. Joe Burrow and the Bengals in the second half were phenomenal. Jamar Chase contributed big. CJ Uzama contributed big. Woo! Is CJ Uzama available in your fantasy league? If he is, get him. I'm going to spread that tip to my daughter who's in a fantasy league. I always say I don't play fantasy football. I don't have time for a fantasy life because I have a real life. But at any rate, I know a lot of you do play fantasy football, it's just too much minutia and record-keeping for me. But C.J. Uzama, and woo, putting up big numbers, two touchdown catches, and Joe Burrow, man, he looks all the way back from his ACL. I'm excited for the Bengals being 3-1. Urban, what did you think of Urban last night? Do you think Urban looks well, happy? Now, no coach is happy who's 0-4. So, you can't say, well, he looks unhappy. Well, sure he's unhappy. He wants to win. But, The number one thing that I thought last night, just looking at Urban, I didn't think, you know, I didn't see him bent over, grabbing his head. It's an interesting dynamic. Urban, who's won like a crazy rate of success everywhere he's been, Bowling Green, Utah, Florida, and Ohio State. He doesn't look as obsessed by losing, as tormented, rather, a better word, by losing at Jacksonville as he would have at Ohio State. Now, is that the inborn awareness that, I'm a Jacksonville. I'm in the NFL. If I'm 10-6, and 6, I'm super successful. He wouldn't lose six games in eight years at Ohio State. Or he, he would lose maybe six games in five years at Ohio State. He's lost, like how many losses did he have at Ohio State? His last team had one, his last couple teams I think had only maybe one or two. He's lost more games this year than he lost in his last two years at Ohio State. And he's got a lot of year left. Jags are not terrible. I don't think their offensive scheme is great. Trevor Lawrence made some great throws last night. I hate that Urban's running him. He is running him. It's going to get him hurt. Don't do that. But at any rate, uh, Joe Burrow brings the Bengals back. But think about that. Joe Burrow, who's got a tie to Urban and Ohio State, and then you have the kicker, McPherson, who wins the game, is a former Florida Gator. I mean, that's just, you can't make that up. But Urban looks to me like he's gained weight, which would tell me that he's not eating great, he's not exercising a lot. I don't know, maybe, I don't know, but I just thought, I was like, ah, the thing that bothers me is he looks just a little heavy. And he wants to win a game. He needs to win a game, get the weight off of him. So I wish him well. I don't know, we'll see. But uh, they didn't win it last night, the Bengals did. And I like what I see out of the Cincinnati Bengals. They're... They're nice. They're really a nice team. Uh, Brownies will play on Sunday at Minnesota against uh, Rick Spielman's Minnesota Vikings. The Browns have righted the ship since their season opening loss to the Kansas City Chiefs. The Minnesota Vikings, uh, they need a win. Minnesota Vikings are 1-2. Uh, and two. Don't want to go 1-3. and three. I bet the rate of making the playoffs from 1-2 and two is a whole lot better than it is from 1-3, and and the Packers are playing the Steelers, so the Packers are going to go to 3-1. and You don't want to lose touch with them. Uh, Elsewhere in the NFC North, the black and blue division, uh, the other member of the Spielman family, Mr. Chris Spielman, whoo, not fair Justin Tucker, kicking a 66-yard field goal on the final play. Uh, Spiels' Lions go on the road this week to play the Bears, and I don't know if Andy Dalton's back or not or if Justin Fields will be in there, but... We'll see how good the Lions pass rush is uh, now that we know that the Browns can sack you nine times, Justin Fields. We'll see if the Detroit Lions get their first win this week. I was going to reach out to Spiels this week and give him my condolences on their loss to the um, Ravens on a 66-yard field goal. I mean, the least Spiels could do, right, is knock the Ravens off so my Browns could win the uh, AFC North but no he didn't do me the solid so got to defend better against the 66 yard field goal I guess so that is uh your NFL slate for the weekend I would assume the Browns will be able to win at Minnesota and if so uh the Browns hype train will be out of control because they'll be getting Jarvis Landry back in a couple weeks they have Odell Beckham they're super talented with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt David Njoku and Austin Hooper and On and on and on and on. Man, do they have players. So, nice job, John Dorsey. Too bad you didn't get to stick around and uh, enjoy it. But uh, Andrew Barry's done a nice job building on things. And no, it's not to the credit of Sashi Brown that the Browns lost 31 out of 32 games and acquired all those picks. It doesn't mean he would have done anything with them. What, did the Browns suffer through most of their rebirth because of lack of high draft picks? No, they always had high draft picks. They never knew what to do with them. John Dorsey knew what to do with them, and it appears that Andrew Barry knows what to do with them, although it's a lot easier for guys like Greg Newsome, Greedy Williams, Donovan Peoples-Jones, and guys like that to come in and play the role they play because you have talent. How many Browns were ruined over the years because they weren't quite ready and you invest so much hope in guys like Greg Little and on and on and on and on. They have to carry the team as rookies, and I know there are rookies who do that, but the Browns were never able to get that guy, so it appears now that they have a ton of talent around a quarterback who, if he doesn't lose his head, is capable of getting them over the finish line. So hopefully that happens, and hopefully the Browns get—well, I can't say I hope the Browns get the 3-1. and one. I like the Browns, but I like the Spielman brothers, too, and so I guess I'll be somewhat neutral on Sunday when the Browns go— to play the Minnesota Vikings. The game I'm really looking forward to this week. No, not Ohio State at Rutgers. Ohio, Rutgers is not going to beat Ohio State. Ohio State is going to clean up in that game. They're going to have plenty of uh, leeway to win that game. They'll win the game by three touchdowns. I said that Monday. I'll say it again. The game I'm really looking forward to is Cincinnati at Notre Dame. Cincinnati at Notre Dame. Luke Fickle takes the Cincinnati Bearcats into South Bend to take on former Cincinnati coach Brian Kelly. It's a 230 kick. Number seven, UC. Number nine, Notre Dame. And UC is a a one-and-a-half-point favorite. UC is a a one-and-a-half-point favorite. That blows my mind that they are favored to win at Notre Dame. Now, is that because Notre Dame's quarterback is out? Jack Cohn got hurt last week. In the win over Wisconsin, Drew Pine came in and played. Uh, Cone played into the second half. Uh, Cone's not not a super, super, superstar at quarterback. He's not as good as Ian Book. Uh, But Pine only threw for like 81 yards against Wisconsin. So uh, I'll tell you what, Cincinnati's legit, man, defensively, offensively. Desmond Ritter's a cool customer. They got behind at Indiana. They could have easily lost that Indiana game. They didn't. They came back and won it. Here's the thing whoever wins this game is to, in my mind, should go undefeated the rest of the way. Notre Dame going to lose to USC? Like, who's going to beat Notre Dame? Is Cincinnati going to lose to SMU? So if you're Ohio State, you got to figure one of these two is going to go undefeated. Oregon's already ahead of you. Somebody in the SEC is going to be ahead of you. Bama, maybe two teams. The only really hopeful note you have on the playoff right now, and again, everything could change in a week. But right now you're like, well, at least Clemson's out of the picture. Well, Clemson is out of the picture with two losses, but now you want to root for Clemson. I know it's hard, right? You guys hate Dabo? You like seeing Clemson lose. If BC goes in there this week with former Buckeye defensive coordinator Jeff Halfley and wins that game, now you got to start to think about holy cow, could Halfley um, elbow his way in front of us in the playoff? Like, I don't know, but I just know that when you have that one loss, you don't want to see a bunch of teams undefeated coming down to the end of the year. So now Clemson, they've done you a favor by losing twice. So you need them to start winning some games to take out some of the other unbeatens. Uh, The Big Ten, I'm really interested in that Iowa-Maryland game tonight. And I'm interested because tomorrow will be, is Michigan worth worrying about or not? Now listen, Wisconsin's not a great team. Wisconsin got just pounded late at Soldier Field by Notre Dame through what? They threw two or three pick sixes, Wisconsin. Graham Murray's is terrible. But Michigan has been owned by Wisconsin the last two years by scores of 49 to 11 and 35 to 14. Okay, that's not close either time. And two years ago at Wisconsin, when Jonathan Taylor was up there, it was just like, Michigan's quitting. Remember Spiels said on the podcast, Michigan's quitting. They quit. And that's when the that's when the ground swell to get rid of hardball really started. So Michigan plays at Wisconsin, and that's one that is definitely worth keeping your eye on. Because if Wisconsin can beat Michigan, then hmm, but 41 to 13 to Notre Dame. Uh, That is not a score that would tell you that Wisconsin is uh, anywhere close to the kind of team that has taken down Michigan the last two years. That's the big noon game on Fox, so you won't have to wait long for that one. It's opposite Arkansas number 8 at Georgia number 2. So there's some really good games on on Saturday, and uh, I'm looking forward to watching those. DVR is a wonderful thing. It is a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful thing. So is Hemisphere Coffee Roasters coffee. Awesome. Love Hemisphere Coffee Roasters coffee. You'll love it too. You'll love the 15% discount. HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Use the promo code WETACKLELIFE in all caps. WETACKLELIFE in all caps. And you'll get 15% off. They ship free on orders of $30 or more. And no one, literally no one, has ever told me, ah, you know, your Hemisphere, it's just just okay. Coffee's just okay. no. No. (laughs) No. They love Hemisphere Coffee Roasters coffee. You will too. We Tackle Life at gmail.com is an email, but We Tackle Life is also the promo code in all caps to get 15% off at Hemisphere Coffee All right, what about Ohio State and Rutgers? I know Greg Giano, you know, Brendan White, all this Ohio State Rutgers stuff. Chris Ash was a former Rutgers coach. He came from Ohio State. There's. There's ample lines over the years connecting Ohio State and Rutgers. Uh, I know Rutgers played Michigan 20-13. I get why all of you would be hepped up about maybe Rutgers is a team we need to watch. I don't think so. Remember how Sciano used like every trick play in a book a year ago to try to keep Rutgers close? That tells you he understands how big the talent glut is between the two programs. Now maybe it's closer than it was last year because Ohio State's lost a lot of talent and Sciano's had an extra year to... Get his program in place. But if Rutgers comes closer than three scores, I'll be extremely, extremely surprised. I think it's going to be a big day for Travion Henderson. We have an outstanding story up for you to read at pressprosmagazine.com. Press, like the word press, P-R-E-S-S. Pros, P-R-O-S, like professionals. Pressprosmagazine.com. On Travion Henderson, our Mark Snyder wrote the story. And I'd just be curious to get your feedback on how you feel about the story. He talks about Travion Henderson, star freshman, finance major, Charles Schwab customer, sits around reading the Wall Street Journal and looking up stock prices, and then he talks about how he owns Tesla stock, and he's been given a silver Chevy Camaro RS from the Riker Auto Mall, and... I'm just like, okay, this is like such a new world order thing. Like a college football player, a freshman who's – I'm sure he's worked hard. I'm sure he's trained hard. He also won a genetic lottery, no doubt. Some of that speed, some of that size, some of that strength is just God-given. And it's interesting. He and Ryan Day are having conversations about Tesla stock. So this is the changing face of college football, right? Hey, what do you own? Oh, uh, what do I own? Yeah, I'm I'm in this. I'm in that. So I don't know if we're gonna get the the well. No name, image, and likeness has jumped the shark in college football when we have our first college football player arrested not for point shaving, but for insider trading. For insider trading, he's got to deal with somebody like Quinn Ewers with the kombucha company. I always wonder, like, how LeBron could possibly miss. On an investment right because lebron he shills for sprite and he takes up or beats by dre or blaze pizza and he takes a chunk of the company to do their ads and by doing their ads he raises the value of the company how could lebron james miss other than being you know way too political lately and alienating half of his fan base Maybe that's what we're headed for in college. Are local companies going to come in and give like minuscule percentage equity shares to Ohio State Buckeyes? Hi, I'm Travion Henderson, and I'm big, fast, and strong because I eat Donato's pizza every day. <laughs> Who knows, man? I wouldn't, I wouldn't put anything past it. It's interesting. There's a story on 11 Warriors about the Ohio State basketball team and what their ideal— name, image, and likeness deals are. And you see the Ohio State football players have, like, cars and equity positions in companies. And the basketball players are like, yeah, could I get, like, free Cheetos? Free hot Cheetos. I like hot Cheetos. Could I get those? Ohio State basketball, different world. Maybe E.J. Liddell will uh, end up with – he should end up with a really nice car. Uh, But hopefully the uh, Columbus business community that has embraced the Buckeyes and name, image, and likeness – we'll be doing so for the basketball program. Because I, you know, listen, I failed. Somebody gave Mayan Williams, Coglin Automotive, gave Mayan Williams a car. Are they sending a repo man after that? Mayan not getting a lot of carries now that Travion Henderson has burst on the scene. So I said it a few weeks ago. I will stick to it. Those that wait on name, image, and likeness from a business perspective to see how it shakes out, what the value of it is, I think are smart. Because there's a feeding frenzy in the beginning. Oh, everybody wants to be a part of it. I'm not sure you get return on investment, or as we say in the investment game, kids, ROI. Oh, look at that! Look at that, ROI. I just broke that out on you. Okay. Speaking of somebody who's smart on money, AUIInfo.com. They're super smart on money. They help businesses and individuals, which that umbrella covers everybody. Businesses and individuals line up great health insurance. They're a health insurance brokerage. They're located in the state of Ohio. They do business online, so it's easy for you. Go to their website, auiinfo.com Type your questions into the chat. Here's what I'm paying. Here's the kind of benefits I want. Let's say you're newly married and you and your wife are thinking of having children. Well, I'd p- make pretty sure that I had good maternity benefits, good hospitals in my plan that might have the doctor, the OBGYN that I'm going to go to to have the baby. Those are the kinds of things that AUI knows. They're going to be able to tell you as a business owner, What are you paying for health insurance for your employees? Oh, you're not providing it? Did you know you could belong to a Chamber of Commerce plan? Did you know you don't have to belong to the Columbus Chamber to own the Columbus Insurance plan? You and other businesses, you can be in Toledo, you can be in Cincinnati, you can belong to the Columbus Chamber or any chamber and get any chamber plan. All these nuances, all these bits of minutiae, I know some of them only because AUI has apprised me of them to make you aware of how deep their expertise is. Runs. AUIinfo.com. AUIinfo.com. Open enrollment is right around the corner. Don't let it smack you and go by you before you get your health insurance looked at for the year. If you haven't looked at it in a year, really, for sure, two years, you're missing out. Make sure you get the value for the money you're paying or did you get coverage that you don't have now at a great value? AUIinfo.com. AUIinfo.com. Okay. Let's transition into the faith portion of the podcast, and I will just say that I'm rejoicing today. I'm rejoicing today on October the 1st, not because it's October the 1st, but because we've been praying for something in our family, a situation to diminish, (laughs) and I want it to diminish permanently. I want it to vanish. I want it to go away. And I believe that it will sometime, and we'll have a great faith story to tell, but I don't believe that'll happen um, all at once. So that we got a respite from that situation last night. We got a respite from it. We got a break from it. We had a breakthrough. We had hope. We had something happen last night that gave us hope. Hope is an awesome thing. The absence of hope is a very tough thing. Several days ago, while I was pondering this situation and other things in my life um, that are not ideal. I asked myself a question. Okay, Bruce, while you're sitting here taking inventory and thinking about things that you wish um, would change, how many things in your life would have to change before you'd have nothing where you would be asking for change? Everything would be ordered the way you want it. And I really thought of only two things. And I realized... If only two things in your life are things that you would change, you're really blessed. There could be a lot of things. There are a lot of people who have a lot of things. So I realized in that moment that while there are several things that are, you know, they're they're painful, they're they're hurtful, they're they're a struggle. They are real. They're legit. No joke. Nevertheless, God is great to us, and I do not doubt his love for us. So I was reading today, and I love you know reading Proverbs 1, recycling my study of the book of Proverbs, Proverbs 1 on the first of the month, Proverbs 2 on the second of the month, on and on and on. So I always love the first of the month, and I get to go back through Proverbs, and I get to re-attach myself, re-entwine myself in the truth of Proverbs, because Solomon sets the stage that here are the Proverbs of Solomon for gaining wisdom, insight, understanding, discretion, He says, read this book, this is what it's going to give you. And it does. And then there's a verse, fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and discipline. I don't want to despise wisdom and discipline. I want my life to be a life that reflects wisdom. I want my life to be a life that is lived with a disciplined approach because I have a reverence for the Lord, a fear of the Lord, a healthy observation and esteem, a prioritization of God in my life. So I want my life to attest to that. I want my life to be filled with knowledge that can only come from having wisdom. And he gives wisdom. He's The Lord is the giver of wisdom. We have tons of information in our world today. We don't have a lot of wisdom. So Jesus came to earth to die for our sins. He walked as we walk now. He interacted with people. He gave us a template how to live. So I also, in addition to reading Proverbs, try to read something in the Gospels every day to sample something useful from the life of Jesus. And I spend a lot of time thinking about how I can use the platform God's given me for good. And so I was reading in John 12 and Jesus is talking in John 12 to the religious leaders of the day and to the people he was trying to reach with the gospel. And he said to them the following, verse 35, you are going to have the light just a little while longer. Walk while you have the light. Before darkness overtakes you, the man who walks in the dark does not know where he is going. Put your trust in the light while you have it, so that you may become sons of light. This is an eloquent expression of how I want to live. I realize that anything good in me, anything beneficial to society, be beneficial to my fellow man, to my fellow believers in Christ, will be rooted in the things of Christ, which means they will be rooted in, immersed in, awash in the light, the light that he gave. Uh, John earlier writes about that the light was, he was the light, Jesus was the light, and that light was the light of men. The, any light in us, anything good in us, comes from Jesus, any good desire comes from him. And I see a lot of darkness in our world today. I see a lot of people being led astray by things that are darkness. I see a lot of ideas, philosophies, beliefs, value systems that are darkness. I feel a responsibility to illuminate that darkness because John also writes that the darkness doesn't like the light doesn't understand it, doesn't like it. And that we as um, disciples of Christ are to be salt and light. So later on in the book of John chapter 12, where I just read you, about being in the light, walk in the light while you have it. Don't let the darkness overtake you. Put your trust in the light while you have it so you can become sons of light. It says this very sad thing about the religious leader's reaction to Jesus in that day. Verse 42, at the same time, many among the leaders believed in him, but because of the Pharisees, they would not confess their faith for fear that they would be put out of the synagogue, for they loved praise from men more than praise from God. It is a true and very sad reality that today in our world we have a lot of people who understand that there are many things of darkness in our world, many ideologies, many value systems, many practices, many opinions put forth. They understand that there is no truth, no light, no goodness in these viewpoints. But they are afraid to stand up and say, that's wrong. Don't do that bad for you it's bad for others it's bad for society it's bad for the culture they are like the pharisees of jesus time they will not stand for truth because they don't fear being put out of the synagogue they fear just being put out of the culture they fear being put out they fear being canceled why do they fear being canceled verse 43 of john 12 says so because they loved praise from men more than praise from god Our motivation to speak truth must come from the light in us. And that light is only genuine when it is the light of Christ. There's an entire book (laughs) that exposes the heart and mind of Almighty God and His Son, Jesus. I'm holding it in my hands. I treasure its word. I covet you to have the affinity for and desire for the word of God that has been a revelation in my life in the last couple years. And it's um, capable, it's a, it's a living, breathing, amazing, transformative, collection of truth and if you're trying to live your life without its guidance and direction conviction comfort inspiration you are cheating yourself so much you are cheating your spouse you are cheating your kids you are cheating your co-workers you are cheating people whose lives you could enrich with the inspiration direction guidance conviction comfort of this book Life at its purest and most glorifying of God is really pretty simple. It is taking the focus off ourselves. It is seeing how we can increase the capacity of others, how we can serve them, how we can love them, how we can care for them, how we can respond to them. And all those answers and all that instruction and all that inspiration is within the pages of God's holy word. It is the source of light. It is the power source of light. I want you to have it so much. Football and sports and a lot of other things are really fun and really cool and neat diversions and wonderful and have a great place. But (laughs) don't short-surf yourself out of learning from, and being inspired by God's word. Please. With that, I wish you a awesome first weekend of October. We'll convene again Monday here on the We Tackle Life podcast.